Next on BYU Sports Nation, four scholarship guards on next year's basketball team. Concern level high or low? We'll get Jackson Emery's thoughts on BYU's guard situation. Plus, how did little brother Nick do in his freshman season? Plus, Ben Patch in studio on why he's never losing to UC Irvine again. Let's go. It hurts, um, but this is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, April 15th. Jerem Jordan alongside Jason Shepard on Tax Day. Tax Tax is in? You good? Ta- refunds been in the oh, bank account for like a month. Me too. Yeah, I've spent it already. I'm, as soon no, as just I, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get it, I'm like, hey, can I get an appointment? Yeah. I mean, exactly. just like, like getting it done. Exactly. Got see, her, here's, here's the other thing. Got her done. Not only is it tax day, I will never forget my daughter's birthday because it is also today. Mm. So happy, well happy 12th birthday to my daughter, Brooke. 12's a big age, too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So happy birthday, Brooke. That's very exciting. It is tax day. That is not exciting. Uh, did talk to one student in our pre-production meeting. He said he hadn't got his taxes in yet. And then he, he said, well, my dad's an accountant. He does it for me. So we're like, ah, oh, okay, come on. That's cheating. Actually, that's the best situation. <laughs> I'm just going to let... It's not cheating at all. I'm going to let uh, Anthony Davis do my taxes. <laughs> From you. the New Orleans Pelicans, <laughs> yes, you know the exactly, commercial. Exactly. I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let him do my taxes. <laughs> I can't remember what company it is. Nor will we give them. Free I do pub remember, here. but I'm choosing yeah. not to mention it. Good, good call. <laughs> um, free pub. Yeah, you need. Yeah, I'm gonna have Saul Goodman do my taxes <laughs> from from Breaking Bad. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you caught up on that, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm one. I'm one. You're behind. one behind. One behind. I have not seen Mondays of this week. As as an old roommate used to, I'm, this is not any indication of the actual episode, but he would say, dude, I would say, hey, don't say anything. Like, I, I, you know, I don't want to know anything. He's like, hey, you're going to love it, man. I'm like, I don't want to know anything. <laughs> I don't want to know whether I'm going to love it. Don't th- Hey, listen, the end of it, oh my God. I said, shut up and leave. <laughs> shut up and leave because I don't want to hear anything about it. See, that's how I reacted because you had already seen Batman versus Superman. And I told you, I'm like, I don't want to know anything. Yeah. The only thing I want to hear I from s- you is it was awesome. And you're like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> and so that then made me think it wasn't awesome. I watched it. It was awesome. But, okay, you I'm overcame. one of the ones that okay. think it was awesome. That's good for you. Uh, at BYU <laughs> Apparently fan, not. At BYU Fan 1995 says, Tax Day this year is the 18th. Just saying. What? Well, it doesn't affect us. We've turned it in. How is it not? It's always the 15th. I thought it was like always the 15th. Yeah, controversy. Tweet at us again. Let us know what's going on. Here today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. On to relevant BYU sports topics. The 21st-ranked baseball team lost last night at St. Mary's. 5-4 to four. It was a walk-off win for the Gales. The mustaches are on the line tonight at 6 Eastern time on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Remember, they haven't lost a series all year, and that is the premise for keeping the mustache. You have to win a series. They have to win today. Yeah, Maverick Buffo will get the uh, start as, uh, as the pitcher today. On in, not tax day. On not, apparently not tax day. Top-ranked men's volleyball team hosts UC Irvine in the MPSF quarterfinals tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Also, the MPSF awards were announced yesterday. Ben Patch, who, by the way, will join the program coming up in uh, just a little while. Uh, Brennan Sanders. 
Carpenter and Jake Langlois were named to the first team. Bryce, Bryce Jarman and Leo Durkin, second team. And Michael Hatch received honorable mention. To me, it was a load of crock that BYU did not have the MPSF Player of the Year. More on that later. We'll, t- we'll talk to Ben Patch about it. James Shaw of Stanford won that. He's the setter. He's fantastic. Uh, dynamic player. Love him. He's actually an old roommate of Ben Patch's in club. So we'll talk to Ben about that. What, did he feel uh, disrespected at all for that? Former BYU star Lexi Radulch was selected 26th in last night's WNBA draft by the Seattle Storm. Congrats. Congrats. That's very cool. Absolutely. And the number one ranked rugby team plays at Dartmouth in the Varsity Cup quarterfinals tomorrow at 1 Eastern time. There's a lot going on this weekend, which brings us to today's Twitter question. It's Twitter time. I, I guess it's Twitter time right now. What's the question? Which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend? There's a lot going on, like we mentioned. Rugby, number one. Men's volleyball, number one. 21. 21st ranked baseball. There's a lot going on. Uh, first tweet coming in for uh, from Why for Life. I'd say rugby or volleyball, but they got this. So BYU baseball fighting for first place and facial hair. That's a good point. What do you think? From I'm the BYU baseball insider. I mean, that's it's, right. It's baseball for me. It's yeah. baseball, and it's it's not just. I mean, let's be honest. Mustache Mafia. The mustaches are on the deal. line tonight. Big deal. No deal. Big deal. But with the loss yesterday. BYU is now tied for second with St. Mary's. So this is an opportunity to put some space between the Cougars and the Gales. So this is a big one. The, the, the baseball game has my attention this weekend. Men's volleyball for me, uh, I'm calling the match, so I've got to be plugged in that way. But the answer for us is all of it. Yes, Because of that's what this show is. But, yeah, if you have to pick just one. I, my, you almost convinced me. I'm going to go with baseball as well. I, I came in thinking volleyball. I just swayed it's, you? It's, yes, because of the mustaches. It's because we expect BYU to beat UC Irvine. We expect rugby to beat Dartmouth. We don't necessarily expect baseball to beat St. Mary's. Like, I expect that's, them to beat like, St. Mary's. Like that's, that's up in the air, right? There's a little bit of uh, drama there. So it's a little more exciting. But men's volleyball, rugby, they need to win uh, to really complete the goals they have for the season as a whole. So use the hashtag BYUSN, which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend. At BYUFan 1995 weighs in again due to Washington, D.C. celebrating Emancipation Day. So they pushed it to, I guess, Monday. Okay. That makes sense. But here's the deal. You and I were so on top of it. We've had this yeah. done for a while. We, don't, we shouldn't have known that. Crazy organized. We're so organized. It's unbelievable. Let's get to Rise and Shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Toolson out, and what now? There's a lot of hype about next year's basketball team. Last week, we had the way-too-early 2016-17 men's basketball <laughs> preview show. Uh, we had TJ Haas in earlier this week. The news of Jake Toolson transferring now has created a situation where BYU only has four guards uh, under scholarship, on scholarship, on next year's team. We talked about it with Blaine Fowler, and we'll hear from him in a moment yesterday. Uh, but what level of concern, Jason Shepard, do you have that BYU only has four scholarship guards for next year's team? Maybe I should be concerned, but I'm not. And part of it is Toulson transferring did not surprise me. I didn't anticipate him being on the team this year, so I, I never really looked at this year's team with him on it. And that's not that's not a, a slam at Jake. I just I didn't think that he was going to be back. And so when I looked at this team, I, I was looking at the four guards. And when you look at it, of the four guards that you talked about, so we're talking about Eli Bryant, T.J. Haas, Jeff Chapman, and Nick Emery. Three of Jordan the, Chapman. Or excuse me, Jordan Chapman. It would be nice to have Jeff on the scene <laughs> so, as well. Yeah, I, that's the first and probably 
many times <laughs> that that will happen again. But three of the four have already spent a year in the system. Now, obviously, Elijah Bryant didn't play last year, but he still had practices. Yep. So there's familiarity with three of the four. But when you look at TJ Haas, he came back, what, two weeks ago? So by the time the season starts, he will have had six or seven months to get acclimated to this system, playing with his teammates. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't concern me as much as maybe it does somebody else. I, I have the utmost confidence that the talent level of this team, of, of those four players, is high enough that it, it should be fine. To, I, I agree with you that the talent level is really high, and that's what makes it justifiably okay in my mind that there's only four. Yet, to me, there's just a concern numerically. Um, Blaine Fowler mentioned this point yesterday. Just to practice a certain way, you need to have a certain amount of guards. So obviously, for under scholarship, there will be practice players. There is a walk-on guard who will enroll from the state of Washington that BYU will have here next year. But who will that? Who who will take that scholarship? And uh, like you've you said in our meeting this morning, what what other attrition could happen with this team? But if if there's a player that comes in, it kind of depends who it is and what that situation is as to whether they could even play. So you could bring in a grad transfer who could play right away, could be on scholarship for one year. Uh, Jake Toulson opens up two years, by the way, for a scholarship or more. Could be a JUCO transfer. We've seen Skyler Halford be a successful uh, situation like that. Could be a return missionary transfer. Now those vary. There could be... Uh, say an LDS kid that is committed to another school comes back from his mission transfers here. That's happened a bunch of times yep. uh, in BYU uh, football, especially sometimes basketball. Could be a walk-on upgraded to scholarship. I, I, I don't know. But there is an open scholarship for next year. And with those four, it's tough because what if a guy gets sick? What if a guy gets injured? Um, what if a guy's just ineffective? Uh, it's it, could be a tough situation for BYU. If the BYU coaching staff really views this as an issue, a potential issue, then I would not be surprised at all if they go the route of bringing somebody in, whether it's that fifth-year senior, Juco, whatever the, whatever the situation is, somebody that can come in and play right away that's not going to have to sit out and redshirt. If it's really that big of a problem to them, I, I think that's probably the way they go. I would be shocked if BYU didn't know... Toulson's answer for a while. I, I know Jake Toulson was trying to figure out what he was going to do, but it'd be tough it w- if it was they were blindsided by it right now and a lot of the guys have kind of been taken that they would have recruited you, for you this situation. You actually saw him a couple of nights I ago. I saw him Monday. I talked to Jake Toulson at the banquet on Monday. I didn't ask him about what he was going to do or anything. It was just casual conversation, but he seemed in good spirits, like everything's cool. He's still f- uh, friends with all his teammates. We're still wondering where Jake Toulson's going to go. Um, I, I would think that uh, you know Utah Valley could always be an option given uh, you know Mark Pope, the former coach there. Well, you immediately, you immediately start looking at the other teams that recruited him when he signed sure. with BYU. Somewhere they had in Arizona, in, maybe they have, still have interest now. Yeah, and, and we'll see with Jake. But ultimately, the question becomes: Okay, how does this affect the Cougars next season? So, what's your concern level with this BYU basketball team? If you have a, a response to that, use the hashtag. BYUSN. Blaine Fowler said this yesterday about his opinion on the concern level. It hurts, uh, but I, BYU's got enough quality shooters, and they've got big guys that are quality shooters coming back that I don't think will will notice it a big you know a big deal. It won't be as big a deal in games. Now Jackson Emery will join us. We'll ask him his opinion coming up as well. But one idea here too is that maybe the shift of this team becomes a little more front court focused. This past season, two seasons ago, there was no front court scoring. Like 
five throw in the post, catch, and score buckets all season. That's a literal number that happened, and that was pathetic. This year, Kyle Davis provided more of a threat, yet down the stretch there was, there was not as much of that going on. Next year, BYU has two top 100 front court players coming off the bench. So that's the kind of talent <laughs> that BYU will have on this team. Mika, Davis probably in the starting lineup, Kafusi, Dastrup, Childs, and company are front court uh, for this team next year. Dave Rose is typically kind of a backcourt guy, though. Yeah, and I now mean, he runs the offense. I mean, all, all of his teams have always had those guards that you could rely on. I mean, go, go back his entire tenure. He's always had guards. Even when Trent Place yeah. was the guy and yes. Brandon Davies were the guy, the guards were the majority of the show. I mean, I under, completely understand and agree with you what you're talking about in terms of the guys in the post. I mean, some of those guys still haven't played at this level, but you, you, know, you look at the talent and what they're bringing, and you can kind of imagine what, what could be. But even with that, and I think the example you just used with Trent Playstead, who was fantastic, you still, everything went through the guards. Yeah. I, I just don't think that that changes. And like I said, my, my concern level just isn't, isn't very high right now with, with what the, I'm, I'm fairly comfortable with what's coming back. Office, Even if they didn't add anybody. Yeah. I think they need to add someone, and I think they will, because you've got to have more than four scholarship guards. I think they need to add a guard. So we'll see what BYU does with that scholarship. Uh, if you're an Office fan, it's, it's really threat level midnight. That's your concern <laughs> level at this point. Our Twitter question, a little different. Which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend? Lots going on with rugby, men's volleyball, and baseball. Let's go back to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At M underscore Craw underscore 88. I want to see rugby go for a 120-point margin of victory. Wait, is that getting greedy? Who wouldn't be watching all three? <laughs> they won by 105 last week. You can watch all three and still expect a 120-point victory for rugby. Yeah, we'll see about that. At Twigger Stone, volleyball, they have a tough opening round match. Winning could be the key to starting this championship run. I agree with that. Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up. Why Ben Patch is never losing again to UC Irvine. But first, Jackson Emery on the guard situation next year and the play of his bro, Nick. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation is happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Number one men's volleyball hosting number 14 UC Irvine tomorrow in the quarterfinals of the MPSF tournament. BYU TV is where you can see it at 9 Eastern time. Ben Patch of the top-ranked Cougars will join us coming up in the next segment. Our Twitter question today, which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend at our Greenhaw. Can I say all? Rugby and volleyball playoffs. Baseball has to win the next two to keep the stashes. The drama is real with that tonight. Oh, the drama is certainly real. 6 Eastern time. You can listen to it on BYU Radio. Watch it on the W.TV BYU at St. Mary's. Now joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Jackson Emery, the all-time steals leader here at BYU. Jackson, how's it going, brother? Good morning, guys. Just uh, trying to make my way through the Utah spring of snow... 80-degree weather. I don't, I don't even know how I feel at times just because of this weather. Yeah, it's, it's the perfect temperature uh, for a cold. That's what, that's what it is. We've been talking <laughs> about uh, BYU hoops, specifically kind of the guard situation for next year. Um, four scholarship guys now with Jake Toulson transferring. Did you expect Jake to, to come back or not? Um, to be honest, I did not um, for a variety of different reasons. Uh, I mean, you look at 
you know, kind of what happened this year with Jake, you know, kind of December having, you know, those, those mental and, you know, health issues that he, he had to deal with. But, uh, you know, when you look at it, when you take a step back, you, you know, you definitely could see that, you know, Jake, I think, was a little concerned with, you know, the upcoming freshman, his ability to contribute and play for the team, as well as I mean, you take a step back and you look at it from a coach perspective. When you have a player that is unable to compete at a high level, um, I mean, that really hurt the team this year. I mean, fortunately, Celius played out of his mind and played awesome. But, I mean, that, uh, you know, that really hurt the team. And when you have players that do that, I, I mean, I didn't think that it would be realistic to have Jake come back. So, in all reality, I was anticipating some type of transfer towards uh, the end of the year. When you look at the talent level, how would you compare the talent level this year versus what is coming back and guys coming in for this upcoming season? Yeah, you know, I think BYU fans should be excited. You know, it, uh, the, the thing I was talking to Nick about uh, this week is I, I was laughing because, you know, you, you see on the Twitter, you see on Facebook, you see people talking about, you know, BYU is going to, you know, run the table next year and this and that. And Whoa, who's saying um, that? Gee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot of people out there just saying all these things. You know, there's a, lo- a lot of expectations on this group. But, you know, I think we need to take a step back as fans and realize we have a lot of talent. They're coming in, you know. You have all these guys that played really well in high school that have all the talent in the world, but they're they're freshmen and sophomores. I mean, it's hard to put those expectations on anyone. And uh, do I think they could do something special? Heck yeah. I honestly believe that. But I also want to make sure that we understand that there's a lot of growth. you got guys coming off their missions. There's a lot of curveballs being thrown at them, and these guys are going to put in the work and the effort. And uh, I, I still feel like it's going to be special, but uh, we've got to make sure that you know, those guys understand that, hey, let's just take it one step at a time and uh, you know, don't, don't get too far ahead of yourself. The funny thing about that thought of running the table is I just remembered you on media day saying, yeah, we think we can win every game your senior year, and you almost <laughs> did win every game. That's the funny thing about it, right? <laughs> you know, it's funny. It, it, you know, it's funny <laughs> bringing that up, Jerem, because the other day I, I was uh, talking to Q, Quincy, and uh, I was telling him about that specific incident, you know, and I, and, you know, I think it was Rod Zundel asked me the yes. question, and I just said, and he said, you know, do you think, you know, how do you like your schedule? And I said, well, I love our schedule. You know, I, I look at every game, and I think we can win every game. And he's like, oh, so you think you'll gun defeat? I'm like, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> As a competitor. Jackson Emery says, be where you're going to get defeated. <laughs> exactly. That. I'm like, oh, you just want a news headline. I'm like, I can give you that, but I'm not going to give you that. I'm like, but, uh, you know, you look at every game as a competitor, and I sure hope every player on the team looks at it and says, you know what? If we play our game, we play together, we can win that game. And that's the type of confidence you want every player to have, and that's how you want them to approach every practice. With some distance now, Jackson, from the season ending, how do you view this past basketball season now? You know, I went into it with, uh, you know, high expectations. Uh, you know, you had, uh, you know, Kyle and Chase, some awesome seniors that, you know, are awesome individuals that could do great things on the court. But I also took a step back and looked at it. I said, holy mackerel, you look at the rest of the guys, some of these guys, whether they're incoming freshmen, whether they're coming off their missions, whether they've redshirted for a year or transferred, you have pretty much the rest of the team that's not played one minute of collegiate basketball. So 
you you add a ton of experience with no experience, and I mean it was going to be interesting to see. I was really excited to know that they went to Spain last August because I thought that would really help them. But uh, we saw just with this year, it was a team that started off games really slow and against teams that they needed to win and games that really mattered. We didn't get the job done in those games. Uh, we I thought we figured it out towards the end of the year, but it was a little too late. And uh, the committee, you could tell, already had made their mind up about BYU, so we had to make a run in order to get into the tournament. Um, I still feel like if we got in, we would have made a little bit of a splash. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of talent, a lot of expectations, but a lot of youth, and ultimately just came up a little short, and it seemed like that was the story of this year's team. Jackson, I look at next year's team, and obviously a lot of talent, and a lot of young talent, as you've mentioned, we've talked about on the show. I'm a little scared to pull a Tyler Haas again, which is this. Tyler Haas left a team, and everyone thought, this team's going to be better. It's hard to replace a guy like Tyler Haas. It's hard to replace a guy like Kyle Collinsworth and Chase Fisher. Is it maybe unfair to them to assume that next year, uh, although overall talent will, will increase, that the result would be drastically different? You know, and the thing I look at is when we when Tyler left, did we, were we hurt? Yes, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, we score baskets. That's not our problem. We can put the ball in the basket. You know, losing points. It's not like we went from scoring eighty a game to you know sixty. I mean, we can put the ball in the basket. You know, the one thing that these guys need to figure out. It's not about the individual talent. It's about getting a group of guys that can lock down, that can play team basketball. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years we've had a lot of great individual talent, but we haven't had the group of guys that have been able to figure it out to play on a, on a high level uh, to win the conference as well as, you know, be a top 25 team. So hopefully, you know, these guys understand that it's not necessarily about scoring 30 a game, it's about just winning basketball games. And, it, and I think uh, these guys understand that. Um, a lot of them have, you know, sacrificed scoring 25, 30 a game to score 18 a game, 15 a game. That's still a good amount of points. Um, and I think these guys are fine with it because all they care about is winning. And so that's what I'm really excited about is get these guys back. And I think some games you'll see Mika go for 30. I think you'll see TJ for 30, Nick for 30. And then other games you'll see him for five, six, nine. And, you know, we'll be fine with that as long as we look up at the end of the game and see that, you know what, we got the W. One of the reasons that BYU fans, quite frankly coaches, are so excited about the future is what everybody saw out of your brother Nick last year. I know everybody was extremely pleased. What surprised you about Nick's freshman season, if anything? You know, <laughs> you know he, I expected him to play really well. I did. But uh, you know, the thing that really surprised me, to tell you the truth, guys, is I mean, you think about the last year and what Nick went through either physically or emotionally um, with, you know, the, you know, his, his health issues with his foot, uh, that freak accident that he had in July to, uh, you know, kind of the emotional turmoil he went through with, you know, his mistake with Brandon Taylor against Utah. I mean, with all these different things that happened, I was very impressed to see him keep his composure and uh, use that to make himself better. Um, by no means Nick is a perfect player or a perfect individual, but his effort to ma- you know, make amends to the, those situations, I thought he did an awesome job, and he played at a high level, and I, I, I had those expectations for him, but to have that mental strength, I was you know, super proud of him as a brother. 
BYU basketball reminds me of kind of what BYU football did in the 80s, which is, okay, we're going we're gonna to play the game kind of a different way. We're going to be an outlier a little bit. BYU runs. They score a lot. There's a lot of possessions. BYU is always uh, you know, efficient and pushes the tempo that way. BYU football passed the ball more than anyone else in the past. Yet I look at the NCAA tournament, and that's when I really dig in on college basketball, and I see two things with the really good teams. Defense, and they value possession. Do you think that will improve yep. for BYU the next couple of years? You know, I hope so. Um, and, you know, and I, I think on the offensive side, I mean, you always see, you know, the tweets from Greg and everything. Our, our offensive efficiency is really impressive. I mean, it's always you feel like top 10, top 20 in the nation. Um, you know, what I look at is, you know, can we get better on the defensive side of the ball? Because when you run as much as you do, sometimes you can get in the mentality of, you know, it's all right, you score two, I'll score three. And that's a dangerous mentality to have because when you go on the road and you play these teams that are pretty good and you're not scoring the basketball, you're not shooting as well as you could, um, those are the times you need to figure out how to win on the other side. And, you know, I was really impressed that with their win at Gonzaga this year because I felt like it was one of those games. They didn't shoot great, but they figured out how to win. And if they had that mentality throughout the whole year, um, this year I felt like it was going to be a whole different team. And I feel like if they can do that the next couple of years, that's where this team goes from, you know, really talented to really special. One of the staples of Dave Rose's offense, or really his teams in general since he's been here, really his entire coaching career, has been predicated on the play of the guards. Even when BYU's had very good post players, everything still originated from the guard line. Do you anticipate that ever changing? Um, it's a great question. You know, it, you know, you kind of look at BYU's recruiting line. You kind of, you know, BYU's a unique school. You kind of have to take who's out there in regards to, you know, the people that are able and willing to come to BYU. So, you know, recently I feel like in the last several years it's been more of a, a guard-oriented team. Um, with Mika coming back, with Yoli coming to the program, with Kyle Davis there, with some and Peyton Dastrup coming back, um, you know, I told Nick, I said, listen, you throw the ball inside, it will just open everything up because I promise you, if they they think they're going to guard Mika one on one in the post, their teams are going to get you know a strong gut punch, you know. And then once they start doubling him, who do they leave open? Is it you? Is it TJ? Is it Elijah? You know, who do they leave open? And that's what honestly I felt like made us really good my senior year is we would throw Brandon the ball or Noah the ball, and if they didn't want to double them, that's fine. We would go at them one on one all day. But the minute they doubled him it's like pick your poison who you're going to leave open and so i feel logan like magnuson, you know, baby. logan magnuson baby logan magnuson against hawaii or wagner <laughs> wofford yeah it was good or wofford sorry wofford <laughs> yeah that was fun and that's been something you're right that's kind of been missing which is the dumping in draw a double kind of guy uh so that'll be that'll be interesting to see next year's team I don't think next year's team is the team that BYU fans believe will make that kind of deep, deep run, maybe deeper than has ever happened. Maybe it's next year. I don't know. But what do you expect about the young guns on next year's team? What can they do? Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I think we can all expect them to score the basketball. <laughs> um, you know, this is, this is unique. If you guys think about this, I mean, you have Elijah, Nick, and TJ – if they all play well together, I mean, those could be your three, you know, guard starters for the next three years. Plus, you add in Mika, who will be here for the next three years. Plus, you'll have, you know, a Yoli Childs, who's, you know, not LDS, not going on a mission, who will be here for the next four years. 
So you have a group, a core group of individuals who will be here for several years, and you usually don't see that at BYU in really any sport just because of missions and timing and all these things. So I think uh, you'll see a lot of scoring. I think you'll see a lot of guys that only care about one thing, and that's winning. And, uh, I mean, and you're going to see improvement game after game from these guys because I tell you what, these guys work hard, and they really care about each other and the team. It's going to be a couple of fun years to watch, that's for sure. Jackson, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Hey, anytime, guys. You know, great, it's a great time to be a Coug. Congrats to Lexi and being drafted yesterday. It's really exciting to see some of the successes of these, uh, these players at BYU. Absolutely. Jackson, we appreciate the time, man. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Jackson. That's Jackson Emery on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I loved what he said. A lot of people were excited, but the idea of, okay, if you improve defensively, that can create something special. That's the way I feel about this group. Well, I mean, as he said, the offense is always going to be that. That's what these guys are known for. You throw in some defense, that, that dare I say, hashtag elite? That could be. What? Could be. We'll see. Coming up, why today could be the biggest game of the baseball season. But first, Ben Patch of the top-ranked men's volleyball program joins the show. Welcome back. Jeremy Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Oh, it is a big one today in Moraga, number 21, baseball playing game two of its three-game series at St. Mary's today, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Hear the game on BYU Radio. Watch it on the W.TV. Big game for the Cougars. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As mentioned, 21st-ranked baseball tonight. Mustaches on the line, 6 Eastern time. You're rubbing uh, the mustache yeah, you don't have. That I don't have. Yeah. I, I could try and comb like uh, Brendan Anderson did, but again, I don't He does have, have a nice comb. does have, and he wears it around his neck. It's very cool. Wow. Top-ranked men's volleyball team hosts UC Irvine in the MPSF quarterfinals tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Also, the uh, MPSF awards were announced yesterday. Ben Patch is going to join us in a moment, along with Brendan Sander and Jake Langlois were named to the first team. Price Jarman and Leo Durkin, second team. Michael Hatch received honorable mention. I have a strong opinion about several of those things, so we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> Former BYU star Lexi Rydolch was selected 26th in last night's WNBA draft by the Seattle Storm. Can we get, let's, let's, yeah, get yeah. let's, let's do that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's awesome. Ben Patch is clapping, too. We'll yes, introduce him absolutely. in a moment. <laughs> and the number one ranked rugby team plays at Dartmouth in the Varsity Cup quarterfinals tomorrow at 1 Eastern. BYU's ranked number one, and they have to go to New Hampshire for a match. We'll talk about whether that's a big deal or no deal coming up in the next segment. Let's introduce the man that was clapping a moment ago. Some people have said he's my doppelganger. I, I don't know. Ben Patch in the men's volleyball team. Hello. You're a better looking dude than I am, so I actually like that. I think Jerem <laughs> is the one that's spreading that rumor. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Your freshman year, we talked about this. We did talk about yeah. this. You're the one with the wife and the kid, and I don't even have a girlfriend, so yeah. I mean, who's really better looking? Well, that I just got lucky, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's this week like for you? Because classes end, finals begin, yet you begin the most important matches of the season in the MPSF tournament. Yeah, it's been, it's been an interesting adjustment. We uh, are so used to just a busy school schedule and trying to balance you know, rehab and lifting and all this stuff. And now that we have all this time, but you know, we still have a lot of finals and studying to do. So it's been, it's been weird, but um, it's been a semi-good adjustment so far. All right, let's get to the hard-hitting, like, newsworthy topics here. The haircut. <laughs> the haircut. The haircut. You <laughs> cut off about four inches last week. And yeah, yeah, yeah. athletes usually don't – it's like superstition. that they, they won't, like, mess with the hair or 
what was, what went into that decision? Oh man, I don't know. Well, like I said, I haven't, I can't get a girlfriend, so I'm like, maybe it's there. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was like, uh, maybe cut the hair and take some, I don't know, some hide off, and it might do some good. So so far, nothing. But uh, <laughs> it's only been a week, so. But but Steve's the man. We have the same barber. Yeah, Steve, we love Steve. Oh my gosh, he's the man. Yeah. He was really nervous about cutting my hair because was he? Because apparently that's all we talk about on TV is my hair. So he was really <laughs> nervous that that would. I that showed would him the uh, the interview we did earlier in the season yeah. where we talked about him. So he's like, "That's cool, man." No, it's yeah. so rad. Yeah, he's yeah. a man. Uh, awesome set of matches last week against USC. You won in three both nights. Really dominated. And you guys sort of celebrated the uh, MPSF regular season championship. Yeah. I- I've been interested uh, to see how focused you guys are on the task at hand, which is not the regular season title. Yeah. Um, you know, I I think, honestly, we don't even know about these awards and all these things that are going on. We just, we take our each game one game at a time. And this season, that has been our main focus. And so we don't really know what's coming up next besides like the game of the weekend which has been really cool for us and just helps us stay really focused so yeah are you by the way a better photographer or volleyball player Ooh. i hear you can take a mean picture oh yeah uh yeah no a lot of people don't know that that i am a photographer but um i don't know i think i, I don't know probably no i'm a, probably uh, i don't know i'm not good at either just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not good at volleyball. Get out of here, dude. (laughs) First team All American as a freshman. You'll be a first team All American again this year. Uh, Hopefully. Okay. Uh, No, you will be. Come on. (laughs) Alexa Gray and Tanner Mangum's engagement photos were taken by you. Yeah, they were. What was that like? Because we gave Alexa a hard time about Tanner's bar mitzvah uh, shirt, Shirt? which is yours. It is my shirt. (laughs) I mean, how did that that fit? You're six nine. How did that fit Tanner? Yeah, I know. He's just. Fills out a little bit better than me. No, I mean, football <laughs> players aren't known for their style, so I'm mean, like, gotta help a brother out. Actually, no, that was ten- kind of a shot at football players right there. Oh, well, I mean, I love all of them, but I mean, they just wear sweats all day. What do you? You're trying to help them out. I'm trying okay. to help a brother okay. out. Okay. No, I mean, Alexa's been one of my best friends for a lot of years, and Tanner's actually a distant cousin, so. What? Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On my, on our, my dad's side, so. Yeah, so we're like, it's a family affair out there in the, in the picture it- world. So he got a discount or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got a good discount. It's like a Mormon thing, right? It's like, a Mormon hey, thing. hook me up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is not full price, right? <laughs> so how many finals do you have? We've, everybody we've had in the, in the studio this week, we've asked them about their finals. How many do you have left? You know, um, I, think, I think two or three. It's so, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's so hard to focus on finals when you're like, it's end of the year, end of the season. You just want to like get out of here. But I think I have two or three. I should probably figure that out well, yeah. by the time we're done today. What classes? Uh, honestly, most of my classes are photography and, and ceramic classes. So Ceramics? Yeah, and I have a religion class. So it's pretty low-key. And that is really nice. So just get a. I would just show them the the engagement photo. Yeah. As like this in, is in this, a in like a piece of pottery. Yeah. yeah. Like and, combo. And just set it all like like it's kind of like dropping the mic. You set that down and walk out. Seriously. That's careful it. though. That stuff can break. Why didn't we get photo of the year uh, in the Y Awards? I was waiting for that award. Wait, photo of the year. Is photo not of the a, year. Yeah, it's not a. It needs to be a category. Award. Get rid of doppelganger. Get rid of doppelganger <laughs> because that's insulting. <laughs> And put in photo of the year. We did top five doppelgangers, and Ben uh, Patch represented uh, doppelganger was a rooster. Um, Compared to a bloody chicken is, was my <laughs> doppelganger. Our English uh, audience is very offended uh, oh, sorry. by that comment. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it was just in the U.S. mostly. But um, 
Yeah, it's, you didn't like that. It was funny after talking to you about that. Yeah. I think you hit me in the chest. I, yeah. <laughs> Hope you're still sore. <laughs> <laughs> ben Patch is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, big match with UC Irvine coming up this weekend. Let's talk about that in a second. But uh, MPSF Awards came out yesterday. One of your best friends, James Shaw, yeah. was named Player of the Year. Yeah. I was, the, I was honestly expecting that you would win the award. What was your reaction? Honestly, I'm so glad I didn't. Like, uh, really? Yeah. I you mean, don't want that pressure? No, not even pressure. It's just um, I'm, I'm a sophomore. James is a senior. He's one of my best friends. That kid deserves it. He has been injured a lot of, a lot of his career at Stanford, and he puts in a lot of work and hard, hard effort. And you know, I'm not saying he is their whole team because they have a lot of you know, valuable pieces, but James pushes his team. And so I think collectively as a group here at BYU – um, I don't make as big as impact as James does, and so he he more than deserves that award for sure. And there's something to what you just said, which is you haven't had to come back from your mission and carry this team, which has yeah. been an awesome thing. Yeah. Um, what's it been like to have so much balance with the development of Jake Langlois, Brendan Sandrin, and then, of course, Price Jarman and Michael Hatch, in my opinion, are the two best, the, the best duo of male blockers in the country. For sure. No, it's it's been honestly so nice. I I can't I can't. I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting that. I thought it would be a lot more. And so I think mentally, I I've had a transition of okay. I don't have to be some crazy thing every single night um, that we play. But it's been so nice to just make it about a team and not about one individual. So yeah. All right. Well, let's focus on the uh, the match at hand against UC Irvine, a team by the way you play very well against. Which brings <laughs> us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Ben Patch averages 4.7 kills per set and hits 386 against UC Irvine in his career. Of course, he had the 35-kill match, which I watched on a one-camera angle, (laughs) no-audio webcast your freshman year. That is the rally-era record. What is it about UC Irvine that makes it that you play so well? Oh, my gosh. I I don't know. uh, Maybe just good luck. Um, No, I I think ever since... Our freshman year, we have just had this healthy rivalry between them, um, and then obviously the loss in the national championship game just adds a little fire. So I don't know. I just I like really try hard. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's the most motivating part about that? Because everything was great about that 2013 season, except for the final match, which is disappointing because that kind of defined the season in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, yeah. No, um, I guess what's motivating about it is just how far we've come since then and so I just I think it's so fun to play against a team that has you know put you in a bad position and just to like really rise above it and not let that be a mental block forever and ever so so what's it going to take for the team to to beat UC Irvine yeah honestly like this is this is a team that should not be underrated the the MPSSF as everyone knows is a really competitive conference and so UC Irvine has withheld their star player for the last half of their season so I think they're preparing for this match and, and we know that and so we we've got to step it up I mean you know we don't we're not playing a, this isn't an, an easy team by any means it's a very high level competitive team so I believe I believe they won the MPSF a year ago yeah um, and then and had the the player of the year in Zach Lacovera who graduated yeah. so Tamir Hershko is the guy you're talking about um, yeah. an Israeli uh, outsider who was a first team All-American he's been injured he is back although he struggled last week um, right. but yeah tomorrow night 9 Eastern time Sean Olmstead first year as the, the new head coach you had Chris McGowan before your mission what's it been like to have Sean Olmstead as the head coach of the men's volleyball team yeah you know I think Sean has had to make some adjustments as well. It's boy or men's and women's volleyball is is so different, and it, neither one is better or worse. But uh, 
just I think the emotions behind each action and you know and and movement is different. So the way that Sean responds to us, I think, has been an adjustment because he's used to responding to girls in, in a different way. Um, and so hmm. it's it's been really cool to have him as a coach and to be able to like grow with him. And I think he is just going to take this program to to new places and new heights. Is and that's exactly what it needs. So it's just it's an exciting time to have him as a coach. Let's end with this. Our Twitter question was this: Which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend? Which BYU sporting event? So you got baseball at St. Mary's. You got rugby, men's volleyball. I, I guess okay. you're playing no, a match. No pressure. Is it, yeah. is it you your own? Is but. it your own match or is it somebody else's? Oh man, uh, I would say either ours or, or rugby. One of my good friends, uh, Calvin, on the team, the, the kicker. Calvin Whiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the man. He's he is the nicest the man. kid. So yeah. I'd probably be supporting them if not us. So. Okay, Ben Patch says he's not focused on the match this weekend. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> ben, we appreciate the time, man. Good yeah, luck. Thank you. Thank you. Catch Ben and the Cougars tomorrow, 9 Eastern time. The one seed in the MPSF tournament taking on eight seed UC Irvine. It's going to be awesome. Keep the tweets coming using the hashtag BYUSN at Olsen Dillon. Tie between rugby and volleyball. Trips to the ship start this weekend, baby. I love the way Great the kids point. talk. Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, Lexi Radolch gets drafted. A Cougar isn't the MPSF player of the year in men's volleyball. And Jungle Book? It's all in Big Deal, No Deal. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jeremy Jason, live in Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode live of BYU Sports Nation, we are rebroadcast at 6 Eastern time weekdays on BYU TV. As we were just talking about, number one men's volleyball hosting number 14 UC Irvine tomorrow. It is the quarterfinals of the MPSF tournament. The match can be seen on BYU TV at 9 Eastern. Which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend? Use the hashtag BYUSN at thatwileyguy91. Does studying for finals count as a BYU sporting event? For some, yes. That, um, and that should probably be your focus. <laughs> karma to all of those students. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, studying for finals. It is a huge set of days for you guys, so good luck. Use the hashtag BYUSN and weigh in. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Let's do it. Big Deal. No Deal. Presented by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. We're excited. We have a guest voice today. Let's get to number one. Big Deal, No Deal. A BYU Cougar isn't the MPSF Player of the Year. Um, <laughs> I just, I love, I Crunk, love the, is that you? <laughs> is that the tick? I think it is the tick. Uh, I will say it is a no deal mm. because Ben Patch just said that they don't pay attention to that stuff anyway. If Ben Patch is not going to be offended by it, neither will I. I think it's a big deal because I think it's incorrect. I think that BYU was the best team and had the best player. And I think that his name is Ben Patch. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Jake Toulson announces he is transferring. I think it's no deal. I mean, I, I said at the beginning of the program, I, I didn't expect him back to begin with. So when the official announcement came out, or when we got confirmation on the report, it, it didn't surprise me. So I've got to say no deal. Yeah, we've known for a while that you know um, J- Jake had withdrawn from the team. Um, if this had happened, if he had been kind of a starter, or a significant contributor, and then contributor and then suddenly left that would be a a big deal but he he played in 10 games and kind of played sparingly I've I was underwhelmed by his career because he's a good player which was really disappointing I thought he would be a big piece of everything that was happening so I'll go no deal but uh, good luck to Jake Tools number three big deal no deal the baseball team's mustaches are on the line today 
He went a little more low key there. The, <laughs> it, and by the way, this is this is not only a big deal; it's a huge deal. Mm. I mean, the <gasps> mustaches are on the line. BYU not going to shave the mustaches until they lose a series. They lost last night. They've got to win these next two against St. Mary's to keep those. It's a huge deal. This is it's the mustache mafia. This is this is part of the team of now. history, man. And, and here's the other part. I don't know if I'm going to recognize some of them if they're gone. Oh, that's true. That'll be hard. You're like Colton. Is that you? <laughs> Brennan? Is that you? Brennan? Uh, Hayden? Yeah. I don't... It's been. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, big deal because it's been part of the personality of this team. Yes. It's been part of the chemistry, and that has yielded the record that they have produced. So I think it's a big deal, and they want to ha- have the tiebreaker. They want to at least uh, you know compete for a regular season championship. The top four make the WCC tournament. Um, so I think BYU's going to slide in there regardless of whether they win or lose tonight. But I think that it matters in hey, that way. And nobody wants to live in a world where assistant baseball coach Trent Pratt's mustache does not exist. I think that's true. Number four. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. The number one ranked BYU rugby team had to travel to New Hampshire for a Varsity Cup quarterfinal. No deal. Because this team's going to this team's gonna throttle the opposition regardless of where they play. They'll they'll cross the they'll cross the ocean if they have to the pond. Yes, they will. It's it's no deal because this team's going to play great wherever they go. I go big deal because that's annoying for the number one ranked team to have to go to New Hampshire. This is not annoying or not annoying. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> annoying. Although that would be a good or segment. Or not annoying. Yeah, yeah. We should do that. <laughs> number five. Big deal. No deal. The live action Jungle Book comes out today. You do this one. What, what's your thought on this? Okay, we looked before the show, and Jungle Book had a 93.90. It has gone up to a 94.90. Since we started a the 94.90. show? A 94.90. I go big deal if it's getting 90s in the room. Big deal. Uh, I, I would like to see this. Directed by John Favreau, who did Iron Man and is Rudy's best friend in the movie. Yes, and also uh, Vince Vaughn's best friend. There you go. We, we had this. <laughs> there, the there seven, seven degrees of John Favreau. <laughs> uh, it's no deal. I, I'm, t- I'm tired of rehashing the movie. Don't ruin the 1967 Disney cartoon classic, okay? Why just, create just new leave, stories? Just leave stuff alone. <laughs> Why have to create something when you I'm can so just redo it? I'm tired of that. No deal. Like refried beans. Can't we just get fried beans? What the <laughs> heck, man? What the heck? I, I, I just don't know. And while I'm not a fan of The Jungle Book, I am a fan of this. Countdown to the Wildcats. 141. Meh. What was that? No energy. <laughs> you tell me you're into it. I'm expecting, like, you know, maybe some harmony between the two. Oh, do you want harmony? Maybe. Then you give me. Yeah, We're doing. Mon- you're in here uh, Monday and Tuesday. Spencer's out forever. So, well, not, not harmonize, forever. Not forever. But, yeah. Harmonize? Yeah, right, yeah, we can harmonize. It's kind of weird, but it's BYU. That's what we do here. <laughs> Coming up, the Cougar Whip Around. Lexi Rydelch in the news. Baseball, men's volleyball, rugby, men's basketball, tennis, Cougars in the minors, and track and field. It's all coming up next. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Baseball. The 21st-ranked baseball team lost last night at St. Mary's by a final score of 5-4. The mustaches are on the line tonight, 6 Eastern, on BYU Radio and the W.TV. The Cougars will send Maverick Buffo to the mound. Volleyball. The top-ranked men's volleyball team hosts UC Irvine in the MPSF quarterfinals. Tomorrow night at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Ben Patch joined us to preview that earlier on the show. The MPSF awards were announced yesterday as well. 
Ben Patch, Brendan Sander, and Jake Langlois were named to the MPSF first team. Price Jarman and Leo Durkin, a.k.a. LD4, was on the second team. And Michael Hatch was honorably mentioned. Cougars in the association. Former BYU star Lexi Rydalch was selected 26th in last night's WNBA draft. She will be playing for the Seattle Storm. Rugby. The top-ranked Cougars, who have won four national titles in a row, play in the Varsity Cup quarterfinals tomorrow at 1 Eastern time at Dartmouth. Men's basketball. Kyle Collinsworth had seven points and 11 rebounds for the K&D rounds, which, by the way, we found out is a landscaping service mm. in the Virginia area. I sprinklers done in my yard. Exactly. So. It was a 91-90 victory for K&D rounds last night. He plays again tonight at 9 Eastern. Don't forget, all of those games can be seen on ESPN3. Tennis. The 61st-ranked men host 56th-ranked Pepperdine, so it is a top 61 matchup tonight, or this afternoon, rather, in the final home match of the season. While the women play at Pepperdine today and will be at LMU tomorrow. Cougars in the minors. Adam Law went one for three with a run for the Tulsa Drillers. And Jacob Brugman two for four with two runs playing for the Midland Rockhounds. Track and field. Cougars are at two different meets this weekend with day two today at the Mount Sac Relays in Walnut, uh, in Walnut, California. And the Mark Faldmo Invitational in Logan. Future guest next week, Matt Meese, a.k.a. Scott Sterling, will join us on the show Monday. Nice. So come hang out with us uh, that is the most viral video ever produced from anything out of this building. So congratulations to them. We'll talk to him. And we'll discuss the legality of the libero blocking a ball at the net. You I re- were, gonna re- I you really were just have determined concerns. to ruin this. <laughs> I really have concerns about the logistics of that play. That's coming up next week. Today's r- they're like, oh, he's not coming on anymore. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Let's go with Lexi Rydolch. Seattle Storm. Draft pick, uh, finally getting to the WNBA. Congratulations to Lexi. It's been fun to watch her play at BYU. She has been fantastic. She's the West Coast Conference's all-time leading scorer, and this was a huge dream of hers to be able to play at the next level, so congratulations to Lexi. That's very cool. Her sister Liz, by the way, is a baller. She's going to play at BYU this fall as well. Our Twitter question, which BYU sporting event has your attention this weekend? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. Our elite tweet of the day. At MK Jones, what about free pizza and men's tennis tonight? Wow, I'm feeling so blessed. Free pizza. <laughs> free is free, you know what I'm saying? And pizza's delicious. That's right. I mean, that's what it is. Thanks to our guests, Jackson Emery, Ben Patch, as well as everybody on the crew. The conversation continuing 24-7 on Twitter. Don't forget, hashtag BYUSN. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Sean Kelly, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow, noon Eastern, and we'll see you tomorrow night, 9 Eastern.